This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Giannis is going to take this shot. Pulls, fires, hits. 50 piece for Giannis. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Yeah, and he did it on 21 shots, which is that much more efficient. Nick Ashew in for the Joes. Aaron Hawksworth here. Giannis just continues to be honest, Aaron. Uh, he, he's incredible. Yeah. So do you have any MVP futures or, um, you know, have you put much thought into that? I know we haven't heard your take on that, um, whether it's Embiid, Giannis, who do you like? Uh, yes, it's Embiid. Uh, yeah, but it was Embiid long before when it was closer to like 12 to 1, not 20 to 1. I missed the 20 to 1 boat and he started just rising up that uh, – he yeah. just started. I mean, it, it just got out of control to the point now. Yeah, he's at what plus one fifty. So here's the thing: I, I've gone back over the years and I, I've looked at the the history of the NBA MVP, and it's interesting. Anytime you're looking at these end of season awards, you've got to factor in the human element uh, and voter fatigue. They they really mm-hmm. matter. I've written these a couple times actually at BetQL.com about this. If you you go back and look, it's very hard to find even a a, a winner three straight years. The last one to do that was Larry Bird. Now, Nicole Jokic obviously is the defending MVP right now. Do we say defending MVP, by the way? Reigning MVP, I guess, is the better way. I feel like defending is just the defending champions. Reigning MVP. But he, normally... When it comes when, to Jokic, he's defending. If, like, his he personality. He, he, he wants another. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Joe G, just yesterday, that was his lightning bet. Jokic for MVP. But Joe O... He can be a little grumpy, and he said multiple times <laughs> on this show, nah, Jokic isn't winning it back-to-back year. So I'm curious what your research shows here. So it, it's it, if you look, the last guy to win it three straight was Larry Bird. The last player to win it two out of the last three years was Magic Johnson. It's been a very long time. Michael Jordan only won it back-to-back and nothing more. LeBron James, uh, Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, just back-to-back years. And that's that's really all that you had. And if you look, it's always kind of like the next guy up, right? First, they're in the discussion. Uh, they finished, you know, second or third, like Embiid was last year, second in MVP voting, but it was Jokic by a mile. Well, Embiid has been carrying the Sixers by himself this year. I just see him as the, not only is he the heavy favorite at this point in pretty much every book, but it just makes sense for him as the heavy favorite. There's not a lot of value if you're going to bet on him for MVP at this point. Okay, but I feel like sometimes when it comes to the voters, there's a little recency bias. You yes. Know? So what if, you know, the Bucks really go on a run and Giannis carries his team? But he's won two. And I'm just telling you, a lot of these voters look at it and say, you've already gotten a couple. Okay. Let's give it's, somebody let's else let, the award. Let's let another dude shine. It okay. really does. If you go look, it becomes the let's give it to somebody else. Now, it's interesting in itself because you've got Jokic and, M- and Embiid as the two front runners to win MVP. You don't have centers in this position at all. Shaq was the last center to win MVP in 2000. We're talking 22 years ago was the last time you had a center win MVP. Not to mention somebody winning back-to-back is difficult in Jokic. It just, 
it's it's a very weird dynamic that we have. They're almost kind of bringing back the center position, but in a new evolved way because they can pass and they can shoot and it's a lot different. But, you know, the recency bias is even – I look, Embiid – or uh, Giannis can go put up 50 in three more games this year, but I really just see the voters leaning towards Embiid given the fact that he hasn't won one yet. And it's almost – it kind of becomes this let's reward this guy who was close last year. Now it's his turn to win the award. But, it's, it, there's when- a weird psychology behind this voting. Okay, playing devil's advocate again. When okay. James Harden starts playing, he's going to be taking away from Embiid's numbers. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's going to affect it? But the let's so that's one thing I've certainly have brought up. But let's see how much, right? Like how much does that change? Does Embiid <laughs> still? I mean, really, True. look at what Embiid's doing. We don't Embiid even know is, what is going on with James Harden anyway and his injury. Right. I mean. When is when right? His hamstring still hurts. Oh, I gotta go scout all the uh, the strip clubs in Philly first. Oh, my hamstring still hurts. I'll see you after exactly. the All Star break. I gotta see where I can get my uh, my jersey raised in the rafters here. It's look, I it's just a the M, the the Harden thing is is nuts to me in in terms of just how his his situation has been over the last few years with every team and what he wants out, how he gets out. But he's going to have to understand that this is Embiid's team now. The one thing that Harden did when he got to Brooklyn, I think that's a promising sign for Embiid and where he's going to go in terms of his production and his numbers the rest of the year. Harden was willing to sacrifice shots with Russell Westbrook in Houston that one year and his time with the Nets. He became more of a facilitator. And look, he's averaged double-digit assists before. That was nothing new. But you saw the change. You saw a little bit of that evolution of, all right, I'll run the point more. Kyrie, you play off the ball. I'll let you shoot. They only did it for 16 games. But they were also 13 and three in those 16 games when they played mm-hmm. together. Yeah. All right. Well, you made the case for Embiid. I missed the boat. I was too late. And by yeah. the time I wanted to jump on it, it was just, you should have got on it early like you did for sure. What do you like he tonight? Was, by the way, look at tonight. He climbed. He climbed that too. It went from like Quickly. 20 to one to like five to one. And it felt like three or four days. All of a sudden, people start talking about it. I think a lot of people started putting money down in Embiid it, and all the books. Yeah, were, we it only took like a couple days, really. Right. Um, right. You know, there was a short window there where he was just having – he was on a tear, and then all of a sudden, he's the favorite. So, yeah. it's no Let me tell you there. something. It's, it is it is Embiid's, uh, a, Embiid's award to lose at this point. Yeah, looking at tonight, I mean, if you kind of go down the list, I think – you kind of put yourself, and I know you've got the five-star. There's actually two five-star bets at BetQL today uh, with the Spurs-Thunder game and then the Pacers-Wizards game. Pacers-Wizards has moved a lot. They've been even money for a little while, uh, and I've seen <laughs> it a couple of books teams. now. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Stay away from the Wizards at all costs. That You know, you talked about that epic meltdown they had against the Clippers. It's just been oh, epic meltdown God. after epic meltdown. The Pacers right now, by the way, are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Over the that's Wizards. what and then you won, know the won you know the books. Wizards are bad when the Pacers are actually favorites. It's like the Pacers. Oof. I I would I bet on Sabonis almost every night double doubles. So I've yep. been following the Pacers. <laughs> They're not that good. No. Yeah, I it's I it's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's a chance I, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Blazers cover the twelve against the Grizzlies just because of John Morant's health. Right now, that's a large, large number. You know, they that actually in the NBA a lot have of times. been pretty good since they traded McCollum. I don't know how yeah. long that's going to last, but you know that happens a lot. You have kind of new guys come together on a team, and it's just there's 
there's this level of motivation, right? Where it's like, you kind of blew New up energy. this roster. We're going to show that we can still play. Listen, I always, you know, they talk about the seven year itch. Sometimes it's a lot less than seven years, but sometimes people just need a fresh start, whether it's a guy on a new team or it's a new team kind of needing some new faces. It's been an epic disaster for Portland really all year. And certainly with the expectations they had. And then you know, uh, Lillard just not healthy for most of this year. There, there is a chance at least tonight. I've got them also at, uh, let's see, BetMGM has them at plus 11 and a half. I, I could see Portland covering tonight. That's a, that's a pretty big number against the Grizzlies. So, hmm, I'm trying to think what else do I like here. Utah Jazz, Lakers. You know, the Warriors have been interesting. They have not been good as of late, Nick. Um, no. Playing the Nuggets tonight, Warriors five and a half point favorites maybe the nuggets can cover another another case for mvp there for nikola Jokic. yes so actually, i looked at betql they have this final at 117 and a half to 110 warriors so um they've got the warriors at a seven and a half point favorite so that's a three-star yeah. best bet now golden golden state 17 and 12 against the spread at home this year so they've been they've been good there right 26 mm -hmm. and five at home overall, but this is uh, the Warriors are interesting, right? Because their goal is obviously get back to the finals. That's what really matters. And they went through that big slump uh, where Curry was shooting like 29% from three in January. You're bringing Clay Thompson back and you're, you're trying to incorporate him. They've really shown more than anything to me. It's less even about Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. And it's more about Draymond green. Draymond does not put up huge yes. numbers, but you know what he does he is, he is the motor for this team. He brings a toughness. He brings that defensive intensity. He's a great playmaker. He does a little bit of everything for this team, and they, they've really lacked that with him being out of the lineup. I agree. We were talking about that yesterday. I mean, without Draymond Green, the Warriors. But, you know, they could just turn it on. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't need to be right. that really good regular season um, team. You know, the more I look at it, is John ja Morant playing tonight? Because I feel like he didn't play last night. This is the second night no. of a back-to-back -back for the Grizzlies. If he plays tonight, um, the Grizzlies are the best team in the NBA, ATS, at home against the Blazers, who are the third worst team in the NBA, ATS. That might be my favorite bet. But I don't know. So I guess it all depends. Me. Well, here's the thing. Well, that's, that, that's the thing to me is you got to keep an eye on the status of John Morant. If he's in, mm -hmm. I like the Grizzlies to cover the 12. But if he's out, I think Portland's at least able to keep that closer to single digits, and maybe they keep that within nine or eight, uh, you know, around that range because that's a big number with John Morant not playing. Now, Memphis was good, and they were winning games when Morant was out earlier in the year. Remember when, like, there were a couple fans that, like, gave him crap when they first came back. They lost, like, two or three straight games. And it was like, hey, why don't you go back to the bench, John Morant? What? You're an idiot. What are you talking about? First off, everybody should be appreciating the greatness of John Morant. I love right. this kid. He is so immensely talented and has a chip on his shoulder on top of that. But if you don't have John Morant, you give Portland at least a chance, like you said. They've won three straight. They've got an opportunity to at least cover that very, very large number. What are your thoughts on Jaron Jackson Jr.? He, we uh, thought about betting on him for Defensive Player of the Year. Yes, and then we, about to say it was that. like forty to one, and then now look at him—he shot all the way up. 
you've got to hop on it so quick now. And these awards, like, you know, there was a point for a while during this year where you didn't really see the odds moving very much for a lot of these awards. Also the NBA title, which that kind of hangs a little longer, you know, with the Nets and the Warriors. They kind of left them in the box. They didn't really move them too much because you're kind of thinking big picture. As long as everybody's healthy and they're playing in the playoffs, you know, there's still a chance. But the defensive player of the year right now, it, Jaren, so Jaron Jackson's now at plus 750. Uh, to win Defensive Player of the Year. Rudy Gobert, the issue is that Rudy Gobert just seems to get it every year, yet he gets dunked on on a regular basis. Guys go and love to climb the stifle tower. It's like when Dikembe Mutombo was playing. Everybody, it was a crowning achievement to go and dunk on Dikembe Mutombo. It's the same thing with Rudy Gobert. I, Jaron Jackson has an opportunity there, but again, with these awards a lot of times too, it's some people just vote for the name. You see it happen a lot. Ben Simmons could have been Defensive Player of the Year multiple times, but Gobert keeps winning. What about Draymond Green? This He's year. missed too many games. Unless you look at this and say, well, when he comes back, how much better do the Warriors look defensively? And you know, but He's going to have to come got... back soon. I feel like time's running out. Agreed. And by the way, he's 2-1 to one right now. He's tied with Rudy Gobert as a favorite to win. This is a bet MGM, so I'm not sure what some of the other books have it as. You know how this is very slightly, but I, it, it is... With, you're going to need Draymond Green back quickly. I mean, the Warriors need him back in general. They're a much different team, like I said, with him. But if you're looking at him to win Defensive Player of the Year, you can't have him miss in like 30 games, get back 10 games after the All-Star break and expect him to still win it. But hell, maybe after all this, it's just Giannis. It's like, I'm not going to vote for Giannis for MVP this time around, but Defensive Player of the Year, let's go ahead and give that to him. I got Draymond Green, 18-1, to 1, Defensive Player of the Year in November, and then I've got okay. Rudy Gobert. Plus 280, only because he wins it every year. I was like, you know what? I know. At plus 280, why not? It's probably going to hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you look at some of these other lists farther down the list. I mean, Evan Mobley, by the way, who's going to be the clear runaway favorite to win Rookie of the Year. Like, it's embarrassing how much farther ahead he is of everybody else. He's minus 375. The next closest is Scotty Barnes at plus 750. Like, it, it is such a difference there. But Mobley's 25-1 to 1 to win Defensive Player of the Year. I don't think he'll win it this year. But that's somebody, if you look at maybe before next season, see where Evan Mobley finishes in the voting when this is all mm -hmm. said and done. And consider an offseason futures bet of some kind on Evan Mobley maybe winning it next year because that might be somebody that's now established himself quickly with the way that the, 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 the Cavs are playing. And if they're a good team next year on top of that, there's, there's a lot more in terms of, I think his future. I don't, I don't see him winning it this year though. Uh, you're not going to believe this. Oh, I God, have what? your Miami heat. Yes. To win the Eastern conference. I forgot. I use so many different sports books. Yeah, I, I know. You gotta keep which, track of it. I forget. What'd you get him at? I, uh, plus 635 on November 4th. Completely okay. forgot about it. Not to go to crazy. the finals, you said. Wait, to win? At, to win the East, yeah. To win the East. NBA Eastern Conference winner. What are they now? It's got to be similar, right? Or better. So, so I, you can get them. Yeah, you get them at uh, plus 550. Right now to win. Yeah, the that's the crazy thing about futures. It's like at the beginning of the season, you don't necessarily get the best number. November fourth, no. it's pretty much the same now. You need to. You almost need to just kind of wait and see a team when they're in a lull. The best thing is if there's a bunch of injuries and you actually see that line move a little bit, then you can get on it. But as we've that's seen, that's like, what I've been NBA, hoping. The Warriors yes. will keep dropping down. We've seen yeah. the Nets. I think I saw the Nets this morning plus nine hundred. 
to win the East or something crazy. So like the that. Nets, yeah, the Nets dropped a lot. Once the trade happened, you, you watched it was the Sixers. The Sixers odds went up to get to, to win the NBA title quite a bit uh, after the trade, adding James Harden, and then you watch the Nets odds actually go down. Uh, but there's still look. The Nets have a better chance, I think, of putting that whole thing together because they're going to have Ben Simmons who. Scared to shoot, doesn't want to go to the free throw line. He's just giving everybody the ball the entire time. Playing defense and getting everybody the ball. It actually works out uh, pretty well for them. Coming up off the board, Lamar Jackson hanging out with Antonio Brown. Aaron no. and I have a few things to say about that. It's BetQL Daily.